Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody, welcome to the Radio Show Limited RS2 IMSA Radio coverage of the 2023 Lamborghini Super Trofeo. This weekend, we're at Indianapolis Motor Speedway as part of the Tyrac.com Battle on the Bricks. It's a sports car spectacular Sunday, and we still have the main race to come for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. But as far as single manufacturer races go, the Lamborghini Super Trofeo is right there at the top. They don't get much louder, much quicker, or much more exciting. We've got a field of cars with 360 cylinders on the grid for you. It is a two-driver race describing the action for you, Jeremy Shaw. But first, you'll hear the dulcet tones of Brian Till as we go live in sound and vision. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. One of the most compelling one-make series in all the world. Several different championships across the globe. This one, Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. And what a better place to run your final rounds of the 2023 season on U.S. soil. None other than at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. A far different event from the very first one held here in 1909, which was helium balloons. We're far, far away from that. 14 turns the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course has and some great passing opportunities along front straight into heavy braking turn one. Same with turn seven, and you can still get it done in turn 12. Your run, though, off of turn 14 is absolutely critical. It will take you to the checkered flag and hopefully a victory here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Everyone wants the trophy that says Indianapolis on it. What a great day for racing. Temperatures in the low 60s right now. Cloud cover and these Lamborghini Super Trofeo Uricon Evo 2s should really shine today. V10 power in the back, 600 plus horsepower. But before we get to today's race, let's take it back to yesterday at the start. Little contact, and that messed up the rear diffuser for the number one car. Get down to turn one, and off we go off the racetrack. And that allows Ryan Norman aboard the 84 to sneak through. Good racing throughout. Gianno Torino in the red, white, and green, number 88, a part of the battle as well. But look at this. Great run there by Danny Fromall, taking that position back after the problems early. Speaking of problems, Ophir Levy aboard the number 13, the LB Cup entry, gets turned around. And then more problems. The 82, that's Marco Cerrone in AM around in turn 12. Racetrack very, very challenging, and a lot of times you're tempted to make moves. Well, that are difficult to get done. Consequently, you might find a little argy-bargy from time to time between the 48, David Staub, Lane Vacal on 
the 66, and then a problem for the 89. LB Cup, Mark Brumman pulls his Lamborghini off to the side. Some type of a drive issue there. Not the day he was looking for. Talk about a day that you're not looking for. Championship leaders undefeated so far this season. Marcelli and his teammate Danny Vermal, they had a problem and would drop back to second. Their day would not end with another victory. But speaking of victories, LB Cup winner Graham Doyle would take his second win of the season. The number 69, Anthony McIntosh, Glenn McGee, they would make it four wins in a row here. What about Nate Stacy and Nick Persing? Their second win of the season. But up front, in pro, Ryan Norman broke the streak of Danny Vermal. Kyle Marcelli, he takes the victory at Indianapolis. And the championships in all four categories, they are still open here as we come to the final round on U.S. soil. Brian Till with you along with Jeremy Shaw. And Jeremy, I expected this to be a great one. You could leave here with the championship wrapped up in all four classes, and you might take it, the battle, all the way to Italy for the final two rounds. That's exactly right, too. Good morning, Brian. And uh, anything, anything can happen here and probably will join this race. You talked about uh, helium balloons uh, uh, here back many, many years ago. Well, there's a lot of hot air around the paddock t today uh, with the people <laughs> wanting to, to to make sure they get to the front of the field. But look, it's a tremendous uh, field of cars here. 36 cars we're expecting. Number 41 car didn't start yesterday. That was after an incident in qualifying for Paul Nemshoff. This grid was... Uh, was set in the second of two brief qualifying sessions. And this one, well, both ones were interrupted. Uh, this, this, the, the grid, that the uh, session that set the race for this, set the grid for this race, was interrupted several times. So not many laps completed by most of the cars. So some people a little bit out of position on the grid, but at the front, as usual, it's that two, those two Wayne Taylor racing entries, Carl Marcelli on the pole position and Ryan Norman, that was an emphatic victory yesterday for Ryan outside on the outside of the front row. In the other classes, oh, there's a problem for uh, AJ Muss. That's a shame. Uh, he'd qualified in the 11th position in the AM uh, in his AM entry for the 47 motorsports team. Looks like he's having a problem there. The other pole sitters in each of the classes, we've got everybody running the same Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo 2, but I think we're going to wave off this start because of that. Uh, incident by the looks of it so we're going to do one more lap here uh, as the, the 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 pole sitter in the am class we, so we have pros five of which we have pro ams 10 we have the am class which is 10 and 11 in lb cup so it's the, it's the drivers that are classified here according basically to their levels of experience brilliant job yesterday in qualifying by tyler hoffman to qualify his uh, am car for precision performance most was that's kind of a nine on the pole position for his class, and he will start third overall in that uh, orange, blue, and white car. Really, really good effort by him yesterday, his best ever qualifying uh, position. In the uh, Pro-Am class, the fastest qualifier is the championship leader, that's Kjorn Tandon. He will start fifth in caliber 42 for NTE Sport. And for LB Cup, the lesser experienced drivers, the youngster, 17 years of age, Graham Doyle, who won the class yesterday from the pole position, uh, he will start uh, 13th overall on the grid as the LB Cup leader in Calibre 10. It's one of the Wayne Taylor racing with Andretti Autosport entries. Well, interesting. The clock has started. You saw the damage on the 66 for A.J. Moss. And 
if he's got damage on the right front, Jeremy, someone else has to have damage on the rear of their car. Must getting into somebody on the one pace lap that they had. The field not going green, obviously, that time by, but the clock did start. It's a 50-minute race, a mandatory pit stop in the middle of it. And this is going to change uh, kind of really the strategy. You're not going to have nearly as much time for that opening driver because you're burning off time right now. It does give the drivers, though, Jeremy, a chance to get a little more temperature and pressures in those hand-cooked tires, though, before we do go green. No, that is true. This is a 50-minute race uh, with a mandatory pit stop uh, at some stage. Anytime after 20 minutes into the race and before 20 minutes remaining in the race, so the 10-minute window in which every, all of these cars must make a pit stop. We talked about the fact there's four different classes of drivers. There's also two different categories of how you approach this race. There's 15 drivers going solo in this race, doing the entire race together that's, you know, on their own. And there's uh, the other 21 cars, actually be 20 now, I'll get to that in a moment, who will, be, who will have dual drivers in this race, two drivers. They will change drivers at the halfway point. The other cars that are going solo, they have to make the same pit stop, and their pit stop has to be three seconds longer than those that are being, the cars that are being shared. The reason for that is that if the driver is going solo through the whole race, he knows from the first stint how exactly how the car is performing, how much grip it has, whether it's changed the balance at all since qualifying. So it's going to take the, the uh, for those that are changing drivers, it's going to take the new driver uh, you know, a little while to get up to fully up to speed. That is why there's that three second differential. The one car that's uh, switching for today from a two driver to a one driver is a Sebastian Carrazzo. He'll start 12th in kind of 82 for TPC Racing. His co-driver, Marco Tironi, unfortunately involved in a really scary incident in the Porsche Cup race just a little while ago, and he was not. He will not start this race, so Sebastian Carrazzo will drive solo. But now, second time asking, Brian, looking for the green flag. Interesting. I see Kyle Marcelli's left hand out the window. He, I don't know if he's just trying to get some air into the chassis or if he was trying to signal to Ryan Norman outside. They are teammates at Wayne Taylor Racing with Andretti, but you know Marcelli, he wants the victory here as the green flag flies. He and Danny Fermont were undefeated until yesterday when Ryan Norman took the victory. What are we going to get today? Lamborghini's charging down to turn one. <laughs> I'm going to hold my breath Marcelli. here go around the first corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marcelli, I thought he was going to be able to stay with him, Jeremy, but no. Yeah, it, you know, he, he had the kind of edge under breaking, maybe half a car length uh, of a lead going into the corner. And Carl Marcelli, uh, this time, well, yesterday it was uh, his co-driver, Danny Formal, who started the car. There's an incident for number 70 car. That's Jay Logan, who started in the 20, uh, 24th position in this field. He's gone around at turn two. But Ryan Norman, a really emphatic start once again for him. His confidence is high. Yesterday, it was it was uh, Danny Formal that started number one car, and he kind of uh, outbraked himself a little bit at turn one. That enabled Ryan Norman to make the move and get into the lead. This time, though, Ryan Norman took that uh, took the oh. initiative by getting later onto the brakes. There's a spin also for that's Lucas Peterson in car number 88. 88 around, and I think there may have been contact there. You see that flame out of the dual exhaust from the V10 power plant on this Lamborghini. That's unburned fuel that's igniting in the exhaust. That's very common to see. So no real alarm there once the engine gets running. There it is. That flame is out, and they'll get the 88 back underway. Not sure how this contact happens. This is in turn one when the 70 has the problem. I think 
that may have been on his own when the 70 went around, Jeremy. That was Jay Logan. And then this incident just now, yeah, that was the 30 down on the inside that made contact with the 88. And that was Sebastian Saavedra behind the wheel of the 30. There's another look at it. Yeah, yeah. Peterson made a really, really good start in that number 88 car, gone from six on the grid to, I think he was third, wasn't he, going around uh, turn 10 there. But uh, Sebastian Saavedra, who'd started fourth, uh, was very, very close behind him and like a bit of contact there to turn the 88 car around. So it's a great shame for Lucas Peterson, sharing that car, of course, with John Torino. Uh, and uh, they are, were looking to have another strong run. They finished yesterday on the podium. Alexander Lima with a problem as well. Kind of a messy opening lap or two, and it really all started on the pace lap when A.J. Moss had his problem. Now Ophir Levy down into turn seven, that kind of tan number 13. Good move there, picks up a position, moves forward. And any time that happens, Jeremy, in these braking zones, it really stacks up those two competitors in the front, and everybody else just swarms. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's the, the the middle part of the field here is really, really closely matched. And we've seen how closely matched these cars are. 36 cars starting this race. I mean, it's a packed field uh, and there's a lot of uh, hungry drivers out there. There's a bold move down the inside. Was that Jake Walker? No, it wasn't. It was it was AJ, AJ Moss. Moss. OK, cool. So he, he got that car going again. Got the car going again, did AJ Moss. They've got that bodywork back down. And so he is back underway and he's going to be charging. Uh, the incident at turn 10 is under review by race control, as is the start. We had penalties handed down at the start yesterday. You must stay in column formation until you get to the start-finish line, the control line. Drivers did not do that yesterday, and I don't think they did it again today. So the start's going to be under review a little bit farther back. These columns need to remain that way, and as you can see, they did not. Yeah, they did not. You're absolutely right. And a couple of guys there, particularly in the mid in the mid part of the field, there, trying to take advantage, perhaps hoping that nobody would notice them in there in the, in the middle of the pack. But uh, unfortunately, the, the stewards have eyes all over the place. Well, absolutely they do. And it was the number 11 that had a 10-second post-race time penalty yesterday, Raymond Davuti, for the jump start. He was one of those offenders that kind of spread out like you just saw. So. We'll let race control get that sorted out. Davuti with a problem with his engine. They worked on it from early this morning and barely got it out on the grid, but he is out on the racetrack right now, running fifth in LB Cup aboard the number 11. Yeah, good job by that team to get the car back up and running again. Uh, that's the top racing entry. Started 18th, Raymond did, to his second in the LB Cup category. A really good effort for him in qualifying. Uh, so it's a shame he had to start a little bit farther back, but he's working his way through and also working through. I think uh, most likely AJ must have to start at the back after that incident or the, after the uh, problem on the pace lap. So he's already working his way through the field and up into the 19th position in car number 66. Good run by Moss. Shian Sandrasoma aboard that beautiful bright gold number 20 leading in Pro-Am right now. Got Lamborghinis on his bumper, but this is what you've got to be careful about, Jeremy. The four different classes, we talk about that a lot. And as a race fan, as a spectator, the only way you can tell the classes apart is to look for that window banner, upper right portion of the window. You'll see that little triangle. It's either orange, gold, green, or blue. Orange signifying the pro class, yellow signifying pro-am, 
Am is green, and then the light blue is LB Cup. And you look at Shihan Sandrosoma, who leads in the Pro-Am category. It's the 77 of Jake Walker right behind him. That's a pro-class car, and while you think, well, let him buy, because you don't want to get involved in somebody else's fight. For Chandrasoma, he likes seeing that car behind him because it's a car that's between himself and the 42. That bright purple entry that's two cars back behind Chandrasoma, that's Kian Tendon who leads the championship. And for Chandrasoma, he likes having a different class car in between himself and his nearest pursuer. He does. Plus, he wants to finish as high up as he can. Look, he is a racing driver. They want to finish uh, as high up the overall order as they possibly can. So this is a really good battle there in the midfield. That number 42 car, that's Kion Tandon, running second in that Pro-Am class now to Chandrasoma. But Kion holds a pretty handy lead in the championship coming into uh, th th just this race and then the, the world finals to come in Italy in November. But uh, he's just looking now for a couple of solid finishes to get that championship pretty much wrapped up. He, he, he certainly could clinch today. More good battles around this racetrack down into turn one. Heavy braking zone down there. Uh, over 170 miles an hour, about 172 if you get a good run off of turn 14 and then heavily on the brakes down into turn one. You saw the 55 there, one of the... LB Cup entries, or the, one of the Pro-Am entries, I should say. Brett Jacobson behind the wheel there. Understand there will be some penalties for the start, both the number 50 and the 86. Penalties for a false start, 10-second post-race penalty for those two competitors. Yeah, we saw that car, that green car duck out to the left from the rear shot as they went towards the start-finish line. <laughs> Excuse me, that was Mark Wilgus who is the points leader in the LB Cup category. He's got a pretty good uh, lead coming into this weekend. He was uh, 39 points clear of his nearest challenger, Graham Doyle, who moved a little bit closer yesterday, but he's going to have uh, his work to do now. He's going he's to have to come from the back after serving that penalty. Is that Rob Walker with a problem? It is. Yeah. Rob Walker off there at turn 14, the outside of turn 14. He's lost drive there. It, and really, there's nowhere to go for a driver at that point in time. There's no safe haven. If he had noticed this problem a little bit earlier, he could have ducked to the pit lane back in turn 13. The left-hander, this is the big sweeping right-hander onto the front straightaway, and there's really nowhere for him to tuck that car, even if he can get power restored and can get it back underway. He's gotten it going and now back up to speed, and that's good to see. Perhaps just a Control-Alt-Delete like you do on your computer at home, right, Jeremy, these cars? Very, very sophisticated. There they are. They're, they are fabulous cars. I mean, there's, there's so much uh, technology on these cars, but uh, the, yeah, they're, they're a heap of fun to drive. And this little battle here going on in the uh, with number 20 car. Who's that, who's, that behind? who's that right ahead of him? Has he closed right in on Sebastian Saavedra? No, he hasn't. No, that's um, the 77. Jake okay, Walker, Jake Walker has gotten Walker, past yeah, Chandrasoma. Okay. Oh, right. And that's yeah, okay. Jake not Walker's good news, just got right? past Jan Chandrasoma. Not yeah, good so news for Chandrasoma because that puts the 42 right on his rear wing. How does it happen? Good run for Walker off of turn 10. And as they come into the braking zone for turn 12, or turn 12, yeah, he's already there. He's established, and off he goes. And now, Chandra yeah, Soma yeah. is going to have to deal with Tandon right behind him. 
Yeah, so that's the uh, the battle now for the Pro-Am lead there with the number 20 car holding on ahead of that purple car of Kuon Tandon. Just a, the youngster from uh, California is the Kuon Tandon. Uh, he's, uh, he, he made his, his first ever car race within the Lamborghini, unbelievably, from, from my perspective, um, a couple of years ago. And uh, he's uh, this year stepped up for, for a full uh, season in these cars and, and just you know, improving with every race. Uh, and, and showing extremely a problem good on the front straightaway, Jeremy. A problem on the front straightaway. Car number two backwards just across the yard of bricks. You've got to think that did not happen alone in a straight line. There's been contact, heavy contact with the wall driver's right, and you can see the skid marks start well before that, moving from the left side of the track to the right side. What happens here? No, something in the just oh, heavy wow. impact. Something in the rear of that car gave way. I'm not sure if it was a tire or a suspension piece. Gave way. And he just lost it there on the straightaway. That is not what you would expect by any stretch of the imagination. Alan Grossberg behind the wheel. And you see it at the top of the shot. Yeah, that's bizarre. It's strange. Um, I, I don't think like, he makes looked, contact looked with like the, the turn 14 wall at the exit. Looked like the back end just locked up, didn't it? I mean, I, I don't think it's possible, is it, to, to downshift in, instead of upshift in these cars? Because he's got uh, flat out you know an acceleration what? there. Is it possible? I in these think cars he may have made con. I think he may have made contact coming off a of turn 14 with the left rear. If you look up at the top of the shot, it's a long, long way away, Jeremy. But if you look up at the top of the shot, the car at the tail end of the line there, kind of the, the tail wagging the dog at the far, far end, there's a car right up against the wall. And I can see a mark. Can't tell if that's a tire mark right underneath the light there on driver's left or it's some type of a star that's painted on the fence. I don't know. At, I don't see any other marks driver's left. That's just a, a very odd odd problem to have no that looks like paint on the wall but when i look there there seems to be debris on the left side yeah wow. i mean yeah, very that, that very odd very odd uh, turn 14 uh, i mean that's a really fast corner and uh, you, you're accelerating out of, out of a fairly slow corner at turn 13 the uh, the the left the left hand and then the right onto the uh, front straight of the of the speedway uh, but uh, yeah, the cars use up all the road there, and it's uh, the track is uh, you know, not super grippy through there. It's quite easy to make a mistake. I think you might be right. Understand that he yeah. may have gotten into the grass before he got to the super speedway portion of it, as he was coming out of turn 14, dropped a wheel in the grass, and made contact with the wall, and that. Seems like it potentially damaged that left rear, and as he came onto the straightaway, that gave way, that broke, and then around it goes. But that is a scary incident Yeah. there for Alan Grossberg. You have a problem on that straightaway, Jeremy, and it looks so wide on our broadcast, but when you're here at the racetrack, and if you've ever been fortunate enough to take a lap around in the tour bus or gotten to stand on the front straightaway here, you realize it isn't very wide, and when you're right there where the incident happened, you're in a tunnel. There is absolutely nowhere to go, concrete on either side. And for Alan Grossberg, not the way he wanted his day to end. 
And, and even coming onto that straight out of that slow corner, you're probably doing uh, 100 miles an hour or more. And uh, you know, the car just kind of pinballs there between the walls. That was a, a really scary incident for Alan. That's a great show for Alan. I mean, he's, he's making his return to the series this year. Did some racing uh, last year. Uh, but uh, this is his first race of the season. He had a problem yesterday also. But uh, he's, a, he's a really cool guy. He's a high school tennis coach uh, in, in Washington. Uh, it, rural Washington State not Washington DC really cool guy and just a super enthusiastic and a great shame for him to to end his race early He's, he got out of the car he seems to be okay but uh, that's that's a shame for him and that this uh, full course caution is also particularly bad news for Ryan Norman because he had pulled out the better part of three seconds over Kyle Marcelli during those first seven laps before we went to full course caution and we talked about the pit stops that they'd be going to be coming up we're only 17 minutes into the race, so the pit stop window not yet open. It will open at 20 minutes into the race. And because he's uh, running this race solo uh, and uh, the two cars behind him, Carl Marcelli and Sebastian Saavedra, they're both, they both have co-drivers. So they will change drivers during that pit stop. And as a result of that, their pit stops can be three seconds faster than Ryan Norman. So that three second margin that he had was what he needed to be able to overcome that uh, deficit during the pit stops. But now, of course, that has been erased, and that is uh, particularly bad news for Ryan Norman in Carnival 84. That extra length on the pit stops has been a bone of contention for Ryan Norman all season long. He felt like he could have won a couple of races. Well, you know what else you're battling for? Uh, you know, you're battling on the greens here, too. How about those pants? I, that is, that looks like an out. That's like, that's like an outfit you would wear on the, the golf course, Jeremy. I like those plaids. Uh, probably not. Probably not, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably yeah, not. Yeah, but we were talking about the length of the pit stop, and as I said, we'll hold this pit window until the full course yellow is done. There's another look at the plaid out on the green on the golf course. Um, but that's been a bone of contention for Ryan Norman because he has had the lead multiple times this year coming into the pit stops. And of course, Kyle Marcelli and Danny Formal played it perfectly. They knew that if they were within three seconds of him when they came into the pits, they would be in front of him when they left the pits if their pit stops were good. And he's lost the lead that way several times. It was looking good for him before this full course yellow. That has all been erased and will hold for the pit window until we go back to green. But you were talking about Sebastian Saavedra in there as well, who's third on the racetrack right now. But Jeremy, He's going to have a drive-through penalty to serve for incident responsibility with the 88. When we saw that earlier, when Luke Peterson went around, um, Saavedra ruled to be responsible for that incident, and so there will be a drive-through penalty there. Ah, yes. Uh, so that's um, incident responsibility. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame for uh, for Saavedra and Nico Jumin, who's. Uh, the Frenchman who, with whom he's, he's sharing that car, but uh, you know there was nothing egregious about that incident with Lucas Peterson. I'm, I don't think he was. His nose was. He, his the nose of his car was there, kind of poked semi alongside Lucas Peterson. But uh, th at that point, the responsibility is on the pursuing driver to be clean and make sure there isn't any contact. And uh, he was nowhere near uh, alongside. There's a replay of that incident at turn 10, at the beginning of this race. And uh, I think that's a pretty clear-cut decision that the uh, chief steward had, the steward had to make there, and the penalty for Sebastian Saavedra. 
And this racetrack invites that type of a move. We, you saw that. You saw Peterson out wide setting up for the corner. And the entry there so wide it tempts you, tempts a driver like Sebastian Saavedra to get in there early. But the cars are so separated. There's so much distance between them laterally for Peterson, you lose your comp your competitor in the mirror. You don't even see him anymore. He's so far inside. And then, obviously, you come together there towards the apex, and that's where the problem arises from. I'm sure Saavedra is going to say, yeah, I was there, but he can argue all he wants. The official said he wasn't, so off you go. It'll be a drive-through penalty. We'll go back to green. Every competitor must take the green flag on the racetrack, and then the pit window will open as the rollback has the number two on it. Alan Grossberg, it was good to see him climb out of that car on his own power, talking with the safety officials. Uh, he will go and be checked out, and we'll get back to green flag racing here from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as soon as that is cleaned up. And it looks like, Jeremy, the front straightaway is clean. Perhaps this lap we can go back. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the, the 20 minutes that has elapsed, so the pit window would be open, but that's only for under green. And no pit stops are allowed under full course caution. So as you just said, Brian, the, uh, the pit opening has been delayed until after all of the cars have uh, taken the green flag. So they have to, they can't come in as the green flag is waved. They have to go past start finish line, next lap around uh, the, uh, they will be able to come onto the pit lane. It's going to be interesting to see whether Ryan Norman comes in at the earliest opportunity or whether he tries to uh, extend his first stint. Uh, you know, he's going to be driving the whole race, so it doesn't really matter to him. The question is, which would benefit, likely benefit him more? And I would suggest uh, staying out uh, would be a good move for him. We could get some clear laps in and try and show the same sort of pace that he had in the early stages of this race. He had set the fastest lap of the race, which is the 124.8. The next best lap was by Carl Marcelli, who's pursuing him at a 125.1. So he's got a, an advantage there of three tenths, of, three tenths of a second in ultimate pace, it would appear. Uh, and that is exactly what he showed. In fact, a little bit more than that in the opening se seven laps of this race, because he had pulled out the, the gap as he crossed the line to complete lap seven before we went to full score caution was three seconds. So. He's got the pace, now we'll see whether he can show it. The number nine car of uh, Tyler Hoffman, who qualified in third position. He fell back a little bit at the start, but still leading the AM class in car number nine in seventh position overall. Green this time by, lights out on the Lamborghini Huracan safety car. Brian Till, Jeremy Shaw with you. Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. This is round 10 of the 2023 season. Championships still yet to be decided. The last races here on American soil this year. We'll move to the final two rounds in Italy. Green flag back out. Now the strategy comes into play. If you're Ryan Norman, you've got basically 10 minutes once the pit window opens to try to build that three-second gap again. Jeremy Shaw, you said it just moments ago. I believe, as well as you do, that's the best strategy. Stay out, put qualifying laps in, See if you can get some time and build that lead back up to more than three seconds because that pit stop that you're going to have to do is three seconds longer than that duo in the number one car of Kyle Morcelli and Danny Fromall. Pit window and with now the minimum open. Pit stop, and with a minimum pit stop time of 115 seconds, i.e. 1 minute 55, uh, you're going to lose more than a lap 
when you make that pit stop compared to other guys that stay out there. So if he were to make the pit stop early on, he would come out in the middle of the pack uh, that, uh, that haven't yet pitted uh, after his stop. So I think, yeah, absolutely, the best thing for him to do would be to stay out now and push as hard as he can. He certainly made a really, really good restart, did uh, Ryan Norman. But uh, Carl Marcelli is doing his best to hang there with him. All right, the strategy, what's it going to be? Looking at pit in as they come through the infield. Number one has dropped off. So has the 30, the 42, the 8. They have all taken the opportunity to pit early. And Ryan Norman stayed out as we expected that he would. Now, interesting that the 30 pitted, Jeremy, because they're going to have to serve a drive-through penalty for the contact. So they're going to come in, do their pit stop, I would think and then go back out and serve the penalty, or are they going to serve the penalty now and then come back in and do their driver chain? Six of one, half a dozen of another, yeah. yes? Yeah, it is really, yeah. It, 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 uh, it, that's a good point. Good point. That, that requires more thought than I have brain power for at this stage uh, in the morning, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, <laughs> it looks like he's going to make his stop and, uh, and then worry about the penalty later. He'll have his, his co-driver, uh, Nico, Nico Jamin, uh, serve that penalty. Doesn't matter which driver serves right, it as long as the car serves the penalty. That's exactly right. So the driver change go going on there at the number one. And it's interesting. I was talking to Danny from all earlier. We didn't see it yesterday, but on the start, the number one from all behind the wheel at the start was hit from the 88 in the back as they were coming to green. It damaged the rear diffuser. It's one of the reasons that Formal went wide at turn one in the braking zone at the start. And then when he handed the car off, remember, Jeremy, you and I talked about that car looked imbalanced at turn in throughout the race. And then later, Kyle Marcelli had the problem going off at turn six. And it turns out that diffuser underneath being damaged in the back really took some downforce away and made the car a handful. That's why we saw that uncharacteristic off by Kyle Marcelli yesterday. Yeah, I'm still not convinced there was impact at the first corner, but uh, if they say there was, then okay. Uh, it didn't, certainly didn't look that way. It looked like he uh, was was on his own, just carried a bit too much speed into the corner. But uh, <clears throat> maybe, there was, excuse me, maybe there was a slight clip on the uh, on the right rear diffuser, perhaps. But uh, yeah, he was uh, he was clearly struggling, and going off the road later on didn't help him either. No, it did not. All right, we're going to have to wait and see how this all settles out. Right now. Ryan Norman leads aboard the number 84, putting in the fastest laps that he possibly can, trying to build that gap that he essentially had before we went full course yellow. So it is all qualifying mode right now, and Norman leaving nothing on the table, a little rotation on the way into turn 10. Now through 11, back onto the super speedway, coming into the heavy braking zone for 12. I would not expect to see him in the pit lane, Jeremy, until he either encounters traffic, which I don't think he will during this 10-minute pit window, or until the very bitter end, stay out as long as he possibly can and try to make time on the racetrack. Yeah, I think as long as he's got clean track in front of him, uh, stay out there and just go as fast as he possibly can. Last time around was a, a 125.1. His fastest lap of the race was a 124.8. Uh, and uh, you know he's uh, the good lap. He comes across the line. The line now it's another 25.1 there for Ryan Norman. So really good, cons fast, consistent pace by a race leader in caliber 84. Norman now through turn two, heading to turn three. The next car up the racetrack is all the way down in turn 10. So he's got a lot of clear sailing in front of him right now. 
Meanwhile, the order will continue to tumble and change. Look at the drift there. The 20 of Chandrasoma and right behind him, the nine of Hoffman. Hoffman with a big lurid slide through turn three. As I was saying, the order will continue to tumble kind of like a slot machine until all these pit stops are done. It'll be interesting to see how it turns out. And Hoffman right now aboard that orange, blue, and white number nine has his hands full. That car's sliding everywhere. It really is, isn't it? But what a good job he is doing uh, at the wheel of that car. He's just uh, hanging out there. Oops, there's a problem for number 82. That's Sebastian Carrazzo, oh. isn't it? Uh, who has uh, already... Uh, uh, made his pit stop, but it looks like there's a, a problem on the well, Something big, big with the left front. Arch. Yep, yep. Yeah, and that's the problem. You, you get a, a tire that starts to go down, and you saw it right there. It, it was down. You could see the smoke. Perhaps there was some body rub on it because of all the tire smoke that you could see. And if you try to hurry back to the pit lane, and I know as a driver he was like, well, I'm not going that fast. But when you continue to put the load on that tire, it's going to finally fail it doesn't matter who the manufacturer is and it fails because it's being abused by that bodywork that's rubbing on it you saw the explosion and at that point in time it does even more damage to the bodywork and you got to really be careful because sometimes you can tear the tire apart it can wrap around suspension components cut brake lines and things like that so that debris flailing around inside at 100 miles an hour it, it's like a saw it's a weapon it is um, but is it, the, the, the tire looks like it's on, doesn't it? Was it a brake failure? I don't know, that's bizarre. But it is. Um, uh, there's a, yeah. another penalty, by the way, for Rogelio uh, Perusia in caliber 34, who uh, served his pit stop but, but was speeding on pit lane. So I uh, don't sure whether it's going, get, coming in or going out, but it's Rodrigo Vales who's taken over at number 34 car. He's going to have to serve a drive-through penalty. Yeah, on the replay, you see a lot of smoke as it comes off of the turn 5-6 area. And one of the things about that 5-6 chicane, the curbing is relatively tall there. These cars don't have a lot of suspension travel. So I don't know if he got on one of those curbs to do the initial damage. But like I said, Jeremy, you, you end up with a problem like that. It's so hard for a driver to slow down to a speed that's not going to do more damage because you've slowed the car down you feel like you are way way off the pace you've got to be going slow enough right but you're just not and then you see the problems get bigger now ryan norman on pit road they will try to cut this as close as they possibly can of course they always do tire pressure is being adjusted no fuel no tires going on in lamborghini super trofeo north america they'll lower the tire pressures to give them a little better handling how did he do? What kind of lap times did he put in? What kind of traffic will he have as he heads back on track? And where is the number one? Yeah, Chandra so Soma the, uh, in as well in the 20. Yeah, and I'm 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 a little surprised that some of the, the, the there's three cars that haven't yet made their pit stop. The number 77, Jake Walker, Mark Miller in car number 41, and Johannes van Overbeck in car number 68. Um, uh, but uh, with all that debris out in the track, on the racetrack, there's a high probability, I would have thought, of going full course caution to, in case there's anything that uh, needs to be cleaned up. But uh, they're taking a bit of a risk here by staying out. And there is the number one car of uh, 
Danny Formal now, who uh, is, where is Ryan Norman? Ryan Norman's leaving pit lane right now. He's right at the markers. The one's coming down the front straight away. It's going to be a drag race, and I believe the one's going to have it. Pit lane speed limit is now done, and Norman races down into turn one. He's racing down there in the pit out lane. No, he maintains the lead, Jeremy. Just about, doesn't he? Wow, that was uh, tight. No, he's got to, I mean, the, the tires would have cooled down considerably while he was on the pit lane uh, uh, serving that, uh, that uh, mandatory pit stop. Uh, but uh, it'll take a, a few corners to get the uh, heat and pressures back up to where they, to, to optimal for optimal lap speeds. But he's done a really, really good job of that. Has Ryan Norman? He's uh, he's come out in the lead, and that's where he wants to stay. But Danny Formal, boy, he's a formidable character, and uh, he was disappointed. He and Carl Marcelli not to continue their win streak yesterday, which is already a remarkable record-setting eight in a row but uh, they want to get back onto the top step of the podium. Taking a look down into turn one this last time by Ophir Levy and the 99 getting together. Ophir Levy coming through, coming the through. 13. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A little argy-bargy yeah, yeah. Camille Bardi just carrying a bit too much speed into turn one there. And Ophir Levy on this occasion was the innocent victim. Yesterday it was the other way around. I'm not sure it was between those two, but uh, yesterday Ophir uh, picked up a penalty for aggressive driving or incident responsibility. And uh, this time the boot was probably on the other foot. But uh, they both continued. There was a little bit of side by side contact, but not, nothing too dramatic. And both able to continue on their merry ways. Meanwhile, the uh, pit stop window is about to be. Uh, closing, so those uh, three cars that had not pitted now into the pit lane as we see Gianna Torino making a pass uh, for position there on uh, Wesley Slip in car number nine, who is uh, still leading, is he, yes, leading in the AM class, uh, having taken over from Tyler Hoffman, who drove that excellent opening stint. Wow, Ryan Norman has the Indianapolis Motor Speedway sorted. A little tire pressure adjustment on that stop, Jeremy, and then he picked up right where he left off when he got back on the racetrack, back into the lead, and I think he's beginning to put some distance between himself and the number one of Danny Formal, and it, it impressive, impressive drive by Ryan Norman. And we talk about the impressive drive, I mean, pit stop still getting sorted out and so on and so forth. Timing and scoring actually showing Jake Walker in the lead right now, but yep. supposedly he's well, that, done his correct, pit stop, but he, I don't he, know he, how that could be. You know, there that's we go. because he completed the 18th lap before he made his first pit right. stop. So number 77 yeah. car, Jake Walker, he, he, is, he has now made his stop, so he has given up the lead now uh, to uh, the number 84 car, but number 77, 41, and 68, they came in on the, on the completion of lap 18 uh, to make their mandatory pit stops. Uh, number 77 car, Jake Walker. He's driving solo in this race in that 47 motorsports entry. Number 84, uh, excuse me, the number uh, 41, that, that is Mark Miller, who will be handing over to Paul Nemshoff, uh, one of the uh, another uh, running. They have been running strongly in the Pro-Am class this season. And the third car that hadn't hadn't pitted was Jans van Overbeck in car number 68, who will be uh, handing over the control to that car to Chris Belomo. Saw the 69 there in the AM category. Anthony McIntosh, Glenn McGee having a good run. They run second 
in AM right now. And they're your championship leaders in that category. And now Andy Lee, I believe, on board the 14 in Pro-Am, trying to move forward a little bit. Just in front of him, different class car. That is the 69 that I was just talking about with McGee behind the wheel right now. So Andy Lee, the more experienced driver, beginning to close down. And then you look back to this little battle going on through turn seven and eight, the 55 involved in there, Ophir Levy as well. And you also see <laughs> 24, I believe. And this is a good run. I mean, this is a good battle on the racetrack right now, kind of giving the fans a glimpse at what Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America is all about. Kevin Madsen behind the wheel of the 24. They did not run yesterday. They had a mechanical issue in qualifying and were not able to make race run, but Madsen and Ron Atapatu, they won at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca to start the season off and then kind of had up and down season since then, but they run seventh right now in the AMP category in that red, white, and blue number 24. Yeah, and uh, Kevin Madsen is, is pretty quick out there as well. In fact, that, that uh, very distinctive uh, red, white, and blue car stars and stripes movie does look fantastic, doesn't it? Uh, and uh, they, uh, this race, uh, Kevin Madsen should have been the starting driver because he, it was he who qualified for the, in the second period of qualifying yesterday. But the team strategically decided to change the starting driver. So Ron Atapatu started this car today from the very back of the field. And of course, that full course caution really helped them. Ron uh, doesn't doesn't have the sure same sort of speed that uh, his uh, his co-driver uh, Kevin has, who's a, a lot younger, apart from anything else. Um, so it's a good strategic uh, decision. And with that full course caution, that really did play into their favour. That's a good move there from uh, Gianna Torino, making a move on uh, Nico Riga. Uh, Nico Riga currently running in that in that gold car, having taken over from Shian Chandra Soma. Uh, is uh, running third place in uh, the Pro-Am class. Gianna Torino is a, is a pro, so not a battle for class position for that pair. So Chandrasoma, excuse me, Rega there doing a, an excellent job to just let Gianna Torino go past and worry about his own class battle. Well, and that was interesting as well. You saw Glenn McGee aboard the 69, pull to the right and just allowed the 14 to go by of Andy Lee. And again, it's because these drivers are aware and hats off to McGee for that move. He knows there was nobody behind Andy Lee, so there's no competitor that he, in his class that's gonna close up on him if he lets Andy Lee by. And he's like, just go on and have at it, brother. You're not in my class. I'm running my own race. We're winning and leading in the championship right now. So I don't wanna get mixed up in anything. So Glenn McGee really heads up move there to let Andy Lee by. Yeah, smart uh, heads-up driving there. And uh, meanwhile, out front, Ryan Norman is extending his lead again. He's shown really, really good pace uh, today. He pulled out another uh, three, four-tenths of a second on that last half over, down in four mile. And um, they are the, the first two in the pro class. After that pit stop, Jake Walker came out in third place. So the strategy of staying out longer for Jake really worked in his favor. Uh, moved him up for uh, one position. And uh, he's uh, doing his best to, to chase down those two much more experienced drivers. In the past, you just saw Andy Lee make in that bright peak. Number 14 was full position. He goes past Nimshoff in the 41, and now Lee up to fourth. Where is Nico Rieger? That would be the next car in the Pro-Am category. It's that bright gold number 20. Is Andy Lee going to be able to hunt down 
Rieger and find a podium position by the time we are done. Up just inside, 10 minutes to go. It's his plan, certainly, for uh, Andy Lee and uh, uh, Luke Berkeley, who uh, leads the Pro-Am class in that purple car number 42. As you see uh, Kevin Madsen making another move there. That's on the inside, I think, of uh, Mark Wilgus, who's the uh, LB Cup championship leader, uh, but uh, had to serve that uh, got a penalty, didn't he, for the jump start. Was that, was that a time penalty? That Wilgus got. I think I it was it. Yeah, time it's a time penalty. penalty. That, uh, got. Yeah, so that time will be added to his race time at the end of the race. And uh, Mark Wilgus currently second in the LB Cup class. Graham Doyle, the youngster from Clearwater, Florida, still leading it. And here's this battle now with uh, Andy Lee making a move on Wesley Slim. Well, and this is the battle for the lead, Jeremy, in the AM category. Andy Lee in front of it, but this is the battle for Lee right there, the nine, Slim holding on to it, trying to keep McGee in that black and gold 69 behind him. Andy Lee had worked through that, and then all of a sudden, there was McGee. He was right there. He'd been closing down on Slim, and now he is there. This battle is going to rage for the next eight minutes to the checkered flag for the win in AM. Coming down to turn one right now. He's lost a little bit yeah, of ground, has McGee, yeah. and, and another, another car works its way in there. This yep. is not that's, for position, uh, John that's Jay, John Capestro de Betts. Yeah, in kind of a 46 there, uh, taking over from Tom Capizzi. We know how, how fast uh, JCD is from San Diego, California. He had a, a horrifying accident at Road America last month where he uh, suffered some uh, broken vertebrae in his back and spent uh, several nights in the hospital. Uh, a remarkable recovery he has made to get back at the wheel this weekend. He said he's feeling good and he's certainly driving very, very well indeed. And I think for Glenn McGee there, he knows he's got the pace here in that car number 69. He and Anthony McIntosh have won the AM class Whoa. each of the fast, last four races. So he knows he's got the pace. He's just going to let JCD go past and then uh, and then work on Wesley Slip and rest away that class lead once again in the AM class. They're battling now for the uh, 10th and 11th positions overall. I think Slimp wanted to try to keep JCD behind him until they got to a straightaway. He didn't want to have to sacrifice any speed through the corner, and yet that's exactly what happened. And guess what? McGee still right there for Slimp. He's got to focus forward, hit his marks. Six and a half minutes to go as they cross the yard of bricks, but McGee not letting him get away. A problem for Ali Abadi in the 99. He's had an eventful weekend. Yes, Trying to get it? it restarted, he does. Oh, that was close. Yeah, so, so off and running. changing fortunes in this race. See if we can see what happens. It's just at corner exit. Cars have traction control. It, there are multiple settings, but it is very longitudinal. And a problem now for the 10 as well. It's Graham Doyle. He's the leader Ooh. in LB Cup, or was the leader in LB Cup. And again, that telltale flame, that unburned fuel. Let's see what happens to Doyle. Oh, that's what happens to yes. Doyle. Yes, gets help oh. from uh, Kevin Madsen. Yeah, and that, I would think, is, a, is just kind of a misunderstanding, that area of the racetrack. Two different class cars there for Madsen. 
he thinks that Doyle sees him and is going to let him go by, so he looks down to the inside, and all of a sudden he realizes Doyle has no idea that he's there and the door is closing. And the problem is, at that point in time, there's nothing you can do. You can't get out of it. And for Doyle, damage to the right rear. You can see that suspension askew moving back and forth. Day done there, and that is highly disappointing for that youngster. It is indeed. Uh, he was uh, out in front uh, in the LB Cup category, having started on the pole position and qualified an excellent 13th overall yesterday. So he's, he's just you know, gaining rapidly in pace as he gains in experience. Uh, but unfortunately, he's, uh, his race is going to come to an early end. So that's going to put Mark Wilgus into the championship lead, uh, excuse me, into the LB Cup class lead at the moment. And just look at his gap over Ophir Levy. It's only about five seconds. He's got a couple of cars in between himself in car number 50 and Ophir Levy in car number 13. But I believe that number 50 car will have a, a 10 second uh, time bonus, if you like, uh, or penalty at the end, added to his time at the end of the race. I think that's the plan. And right now in AM, a change in the lead for Glenn McGee, driving really heads up, trying to make sure he protects his championship, being nice, letting the faster class cars go by. But by allowing the 70 to go by, Jeremy, look what happens. It, it puts the 69, or, or it puts Glenn McGee right there, I should say. It was Wesley Slimp that was being so nice, and Glenn McGee was right there to pounce as Slemp trying to make sure that the faster class cars had a way through. It opened up that inside and the 70 not only went through the faster class car, but McGee did as well. Yeah, and but look, McGee, Glenn McGee's got the pace, I think. He, he's, he's faster than Wesley. Uh, so he was just kind of biding his time. They waited for the opportunity. When the opportunity presented itself, there he goes. But look at this, at the front of the field, all of a sudden, that gap uh, that Ryan Norman had, it was about uh, almost three seconds that he pulled out over Danny Formal. Oh, that's down now to less than half of that. I think uh, Ryan Norman there being pretty sensible. He's had to work his way through some slower traffic there. Cost him a little bit of time. But he's still got uh, you know, uh, a margin with only three minutes remaining. So it'll be probably two laps to go. Possibly three. Depends how quick this lap is. Actually, It's going to be awfully close, I think, as to whether there'll be two laps or three laps to go in this race. Five cars like three, in the turn one and two area. Yeah, five cars in the one and two area that Norman's going to have to work through. That could be the opportunity for Marcelli as they head down into turn two. Now turn three. Norman in that black and orange number 84. Marcelli the bright red number one. And right now, Ryan Norman can see those cars in front, Jeremy, as he comes out of five, six, the chicane, looking down that long straightaway to seven. He kind of has the lay of the land in front of him, and he's already thinking, all right, how do I want to get this done? Where are they driving? What's the line like? What class are they? He's probably talking to his crew going, who's in those cars directly in front of me? What kind of pace do they have? He's trying to strategize and think forward because he knows Kyle Marcelli right there, and Marcelli even closer now. Or Danny Formal, I should say, behind the wheel of the one. Yeah, he's certainly got uh, a lot lots to think about at the moment. And uh, I think there will be cup class cars. They're all perhaps already a lap down, actually, for uh, that. He is going to have to uh, contend with uh, the race leader, Ryan Norman. Makes a good exit there to turn 14. Makes sure he gets a good run on the front straightaway. And uh, maybe he can make try, try and think about making a move down to turn one. But he's certainly a fair way back behind those cars. He's going to catch them probably 
in the middle of turns uh, two and three, which is about the worst possible place you can catch anybody when you're trying to keep somebody else behind you. Understand that, unfortunately, for Kevin Madsen, a good day is not going to end as well as it is right now. He's got a, a fifth-place position in AM, but he will get a drive-through time equivalent added to his race time for the incident that we saw there um, with the 10. So bad news for Madsen. Meanwhile, this battle continues up front. Norman leading over from all. From all now has caught the first three of the five cars in front of him right where he doesn't want to. Can he slide inside here? He does, gets past the 89. That leaves from all to deal with them. But now Norman's going to have to deal with him in this turn 9-10 area. Good job there, good runoff. We'll put him in a good position in the braking zone for 12. But these cars battling in front of him too. He gets checked up a little bit there, but head down. He's going to charge on through, not going to be held back. Does Formal come with him? He does. Yeah, and hats off Formal to all three gets of those hung drivers up Just there. a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I think hats off to all three drivers there who have been lapped, Brian, because uh, they, they were pretty respectful. I, I think uh, Mark Robin, I think, was the first one. He got out of the way. Raymond Davuti there, kind of 11. He got out of the way at turn 12 as well. Uh, I think that was a really good. Oh, checkered flag. Checkered flag. Checkered flag. Oh, we had thought that, it was the white flag, but here's the thing. If you get delayed a little bit on that lap, held up in traffic, and time expires when you get to the line, the race is over, whether you had been shown the white flag last time or not. So the checkered flag is out. The race is done. Ryan Norman, two for two at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And great, great weekend for him. That streak that Danny Formal and Kyle Marcelli had coming into the weekend is gone in the championship does not get locked up in the pro category, and they will have to take the battle to Italy to try to wrap up that championship. Good run for the 69 of Glenn McGee and Anthony McIntosh. They'll take another victory in the AM category. That's five in a row for them, so great run here this weekend for that duo in AM. LB Cup waiting for Mark Wilgus to get around. He should take the victory there. A couple more corners, and he'll see the checkered flag. There it is. So onto the front straightaway. Another good run for Wilgus. We talked about good seasons. He's had a good one as well. His sixth victory on the season in LB Cup. And in Pro-Am, the 42, Luke Berkeley behind the wheel of the 42 as it crosses the finish line with the win here at Indianapolis. That is special for that young man. Yeah, and that should tie up the championship uh, in pro and for Kion Tandon. Uh, the guy closest to him is Luke Berkeley, who is his co-driver for, for most of the season, but not crucially the first two races of the campaign uh, earlier in the year at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Uh, Kion Tandon had a different co-driver there, and that's the result. That's as a result of that, their points uh, tallies are different. And I think uh, now with this win again today, that should be enough for Kion Tandon. Assuming they drive together in the uh, in the in the season finale at Vallelunga in Italy that should tie up the championship for him in am as you say another win there for Anthony McIntosh and Glenn McGee but I don't think that's quite enough to tie up the championship overall in LB Cup Mark Wilgus uh, let's have a look at the corrected times have they corrected yes so, so Ophir Levy will have 
on corrected times with a penalty uh, from the jump start for Mark Wilgus. That will give Ophir Levy the victory in LB Cup. Uh, so uh, uh, second place will have to suffice for Mark Wilgus. But uh, with the lead that he has, that should be enough for him to tie up the LB Cup championship. Overall, uh, with the win today for Ryan Norman, uh, and the second place for Carl Marcelli and Danny Formal. That'll leave them with a 40-point differential going into the season finale. So that, too, will secure the championship today for Kyle Marcelli and Danny Formal in the pro category. Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America done on U.S. soil for 2023, but the championship's not over. They will move to Italy to be decided. Hankook Tires, Lamborghini, Great battles throughout the Brickyard. Some highs and definitely some lows, but that is professional sports car racing. No better place to do it than here at Indianapolis. Thanks for joining us, everyone. For Jeremy Shaw, I'm Brian Hill. Thanks for watching Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. So long, everyone. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.